You're listening to Tangential Friendship with Sarah Fader and Joy Pearson. Sarah Fader, who has no concept of time. (laughs) (laughs) I got got no rebuttal for that because it's so so painfully true. (laughs) I know. I was like, we're going to record at 4 o'clock my time, 1 o'clock yours. And I'm like, I'm running late. And now look at it. It's 5.11 slash 2.11 your time. I was prepared. Yes. Just, just know, yeah, it, it's like, it's fader time. I, I'm going to turn on my video for a second. I got to show you these chips. Okay. I can hear them. Yes. All right. Check it out. Dark russet kettle cooked potato chips. Oh, they're Trader Joe's. Very nice. Yes, yes. I know that you you don't frequent Trader Joe's. Um, I may have to mute myself when I'm, when you're talking so I can eat chips. I, I think I've. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have to turn this. So I, I, feel, I go ahead. I was gonna say that's some peer pressure for me to have things to talk about because I I feel like I got nothing at the moment. That, that's okay. I have sad things to talk about. So I was. Oh no! I know. So I I mean I don't know if you know this, but it has been broadcast about the internet that Gypsy Rose Blanchard has been released from prison. Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up because I actually did want to talk about this. I was reading about this. I've seen the documentaries and I think you and I both watched the series at the same time because I remember we were talking to each other the whole time. Yes, yes, yes. So she's out, thank God. And Mm -hmm. I saw a picture she posted on Instagram with one of her, her, I don't know if it was her cellmate, but if, uh, a, another, I was going to say fellow, but she's a lady, Mm -hmm. Uh, a, a, cohort i suppose of hers Mm -hmm. named amanda bird who was wrongfully convicted and um i want to tell you amanda's story but first what are your thoughts about gypsy and her release um it's what i'm i'm very happy for her i'm i'm very very happy for her her situation was a very complicated and painful sounding one um for those of you who are not aware of gypsy rose she was a girl who growing up um she grew up with her mother Dee Dee blanchard and it was believed that gypsy was sick and as it turned out that we found out much later um Dee Dee had munchausen's um and therefore Munchausen, sorry, I'm trying to get my thoughts together because it's such a complicated story. So Munchausen's is when you are purposefully making yourself sick. Munchausen by proxy is when you're purposefully making someone else sick, usually a child or um, an older relative. I was just going to say that it, I was just going to say it's, it is Munchausen's by proxy. But yes, continue. Yes. It's um, kind of two diseases in one. And so... Gypsy Rose, unfortunately, was put through lots and lots and lots of unnecessary medical procedures. Um, her mother led people to believe that Gypsy was very sick and was never going to get better. You know, she had like her, you know, teeth unnecessarily removed because uh, I just remember like her her dental care was really bad and they want and. Basically, her mother was running all sorts of scams to get free stuff by making her daughter sick. And through all of this, you know, Gypsy's getting older and Gypsy's understandably getting real sick and tired of having to go through all of this stuff. 
and Gypsy has connected with a boy online named Nicholas Godijohn. And Gypsy, like every girl, wants to be in love and wants to be rescued by her prince. And so through this online forum, I think that they met, they talked, and I think they met up a couple of times. And Gypsy tried to run away from her mother, Dee Dee, but Dee Dee would always bring her back. And so Gypsy and Nicholas um, basically made an agreement to have Nicholas come and kill Gypsy's mother, Dee Dee Blanchard, which happened. And um, they got caught, obviously. And it's and it was then revealed that Gypsy was not, in fact, sick, that Gypsy was fine. She was wheelchair bound, but turned out, no, she didn't need a wheelchair. She could walk just fine. She was totally okay. And so it's such a it's such a complicated case because, yes, they did plot and successfully murder her mother, but also her mother was a monster. So it's very layered and very fascinating and very sad at the same time. And so it's kind of nice to hear that Gypsy's been released early. Um, I hope the best for her from what I've read. You know, she says that like she she doesn't like feel good about what she did and what happened she does and like anybody else she's like i don't know what i would do if i were to return to the past because it was such a complicated situation but overall i i'm hoping the best for her i hope she leads a very peaceful and prosperous life from here on out are you so, done eating your chips <laughs> so the, the only reason that i did not interrupt you is because i was eating so hard right now like i <laughs> i just, love i love I'm just eating. imagining you pounding the chips being like how long is joy gonna go for i don't know i gotta take these down <laughs> yeah exactly crunch, crunch, crunch. they're so good and they taste for lack of a better word earthy i guess is the the way they taste they're not like regular potato chips it feels like you are one with the earth as you are eating them and also when yeah. you Things about the things that that make me feel good about life, I would say Trader Joe's is on the list of those things. Um, I'm having Stop. trouble forming sentences, but I was going. I was also going to say about Trader Joe's that um, there is this app that Jen introduced me to, which is a very dangerous app for someone with OCD. It's called Yuka, and you scan items, and it tells you if they if they have scary additives. So I scanned this this bag of chips trepidatiously because I was thinking it's going to be rated bad. However, it is rated good. Very nice. Very nice. Well, yes. now that we finished that Trader Joe's commercial, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Gypsy Blanchard? Listen, Trader Joe's is a very important part of my life and I needed to talk about it. And this is a podcast about ADHD. So everybody needs to to love on Trader Joe's. Um, Trader Joe's, if you're listening to this, please. Oh, for the our, love of God. Our podcast. I'm also eating. I, I'm so done right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm eating seaweed snacks. Um, what are what are your thoughts on seaweed snacks before I talk about Gypsy? I don't, I want to, 
I don't have any thoughts on seaweed snacks. We're both on two ADHD trains right now. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious. This is what happens, people, when you've got two people with ADHD who are trying to do a podcast together. You got one person whose mind is on one track and one who's on the other. And neither of them knows how, where the rails are going to meet. Oh, listen, <laughs> listen, I'm going back to Gypsy, but I just want to know, because on, on a side note, my like, if you imagine there's a book in my head, it is dog-eared for gypsy i just need to know immediately if you're one of those people that does not like seaweed snacks and doesn't think they're actually eating food or if they feel like you're eating something i mean i think i think it's fine i don't eat it very regularly so i i don't necessarily have an opinion on the matter but i think it's fine as a snack my thing with them is sometimes i'm like i feel mixed about it because i feel like you're basically you know what it reminds me of do you know do you remember those things where it was like breath strips that you put in your mouth like they're not actually they dissolve very quickly um i don't know how to how else to explain them but like it's not they don't feel like you're actually eating anything yeah i get what you mean yeah so that's how i feel about seaweed snacks it's more like for the flavor but i like if you're hungry they're not really going to do anything so i'm i feel very conflicted about them i feel like they're in the same category in terms of ambivalence is coconut. Although coconut, I think we've established is a very upsetting food. Mm-hmm. But anyways, hold on. I'm just shoving a seaweed sack in my mouth. Okay. So my thoughts on Gypsy Rosalie, um, and also the thing in the, um, in the series, and I, I'm not sure, I think she said this when she was interviewed too, is her mom um, told her she couldn't have sugar. And then at the doctor, she she said that she was allergic to sugar and then the doctor was like no that that's not true and the doctor started suspecting munchausen's by proxy so i feel like the system fails gypsy rosalie like every time that she could have gotten help like the system was kind of didn't do anything and i think we see this a lot with um victims of abuse which is like the abused person tries to talk about their abuse. And then for whatever reason, whoever's hearing it doesn't know what to do or chooses to look the other way, which is what I feel like happened a lot with her is there Mm -hmm. opportunities for people to help her. And it didn't. And in a weird way, like the boyfriend was trying to help her by get it like like uh killing the mom because it's like he, i don't think he was even thinking about it like murder i think he was thinking about it like relieving a burden from gypsy rosalie's life I, but obviously we're talking about murder so like murder's wrong in itself but again it's not it's not black and white because this is someone who was abusing her but then i also mm-hmm. wonder like what did dd go through in her life not that it makes it okay right like it doesn't what she did to her her child doesn't make it okay but i i always wonder like what what happened what happens to someone that they develop munchausen's by proxy like what is it that ha- do they talk about that with, with in the series i can't really remember do they talk about her history at all they do not um i'm googling it right now to see if i can find out anything um about dd's Dee history um all i can see here is uh she was born in Louisiana near the Gulf Coast in 1967. Um, relatives recalled that she had a habit of stealing from her family, which they speculated was a form of retaliation when things didn't go her way. At some point in her early adult life, she worked as a nurse's aide. 
The family expressed suspicion in 1997 that she might have killed her own mother by denying her food. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> this sounds like um, it sounds like her mother had had mental health issues from an early start. Like. Clearly. Wait a second. She killed her own mother by denying her own mother food. That's the suspicion. Her family has expressed... It says here, uh, the family expressed suspicion that in 1997, she might have killed her own mother by denying her food. That's weird, but then, like, how old was the mom at that time? I have no idea. It doesn't say. I'm I'm, uh, I'm looking at the Wikipedia article. When's her birthday? When's, when's uh, Dee Dee's birthday? June... Oh, no, wait. That's not her birthday. That's her date of death. Uh... May 3rd, 1967. She's okay. a little bit younger than my mom. Okay, so let's do math. Here we go. I'm going to look this up really. 67, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So in 1997, she would have been 30, which could have made, potentially could have made her mom like 60 years old. So maybe the mom had a disability or something where... She had to take care of the mom and then deny the mom food. Yeah. Something like that. Be that as it may, I think what you said earlier was on the nose about this not being a black and white case. Like, there's so many shades of gray to what happened here. Like, the ultimate villain is Dee Dee. Um, It's interesting, though, because the villain also happens to be the victim. You know? So it's a very layered case. Yeah, and I... Not again, not that it makes it okay what what DD did because you know people do atrocious things and abuse is a factor. So my guess is that she was likely abused by her family, which then contributed to her abusing uh, Gypsy, but then she rationalized it by thinking that she was taking care of her. But it no abuse is okay so it doesn't matter what the reasoning is it's just wrong right she shouldn't have she not should not have abused gypsy i don't think that gypsy should have had such a harsh sentence in my opinion i agree how many when did she go to prison um 10 years ago well she was sentenced in 2015 she was sentenced to 10 years, but she's been paroled after eight years. She should so have she only, only been in prison for like five years. I think even less than that personally. Yeah. But then again, I, I'm not a judge. I'm not a part of the jury, but I, I, you and I are both of the, of the same opinion that um, Gypsy is more victim than perpetrator in this case. Yeah. Or she should have been mandated to like a, prison mental health facility type of place you know like i think i think that a lot of times prisons don't rehabilitate people they make them worse so i mean like 90 percent of the time probably i don't i don't think she should have been it here but here's the thing we don't actually know to what extent she was involved in planning the murder because she didn't pull the trigger right so it's like she was in a she was like, what's the word? I guess it would be like second degree murder because, well, we have we have a lawyer over here, Neil. She did she she planned the murder but didn't do it. So what does that mean? Conspirator. Does is it not second degree? 
Now, second-degree murder is doesn't exist in most states, for one thing. Well, what is it, though? Second-degree murder is, oh, God. It's when there's still, still premeditation, but I think it's when you kill someone not the way you intended to, but you still got them dead. Okay, so second-degree murder is you kill someone not the way you intended to, but they still died. So that's mm. not that's not it. So she so it would be conspiracy. She would she was a conspirator. Yeah, because I believe Nicholas Godijohn was ultimately the one to stab Dee Dee to death. Yeah, while Gypsy was in the bathroom. Yeah, she didn't do it. She didn't do it, but she also didn't stop it. So I think I don't know. I it would be difficult also because she was like horrifically abused too. So. I guess the the appropriate thing for her would have been to be remanded to mental health treatment, but for like a long time, like two years. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm sure she's definitely going to be doing me- probably mental health um, check-ins for the rest of her life, obviously. Yeah, but here's the thing. So I was reading an article where she said that she was thriving in prison. So I guess it depends on the prison because, you know, I don't know whether that was a maximum security facility. Can we look that up? What I did. I have it open right here. She went to Chillicothe Correctional Institution, which is a state-run medium security prison on the west bank of the Choteau River, just outside of Chillicothe, Ohio. Um, so it's a medium security prison. And I'm not surprised that she said that she thrived. Compa- I mean, she went from her abusive mother who wouldn't let her do everything that was making her sick to going to a prison where I'm sure that in prison, they finally gave her the life skills that her mother denied her. I'm sure that in prison, she probably, these are probably the thing this, I'm going to list the things that I believe that she didn't know how to do until she went to prison. Don't know if this is true or not, but I'm sure that her, I'm sure as hell positive that her mother never let her cook or maybe basic sewing and knitting cleaning um gardening perhaps maybe she, um, she probably was allowed to go on walks and exercise so she finally got to like you know use her body because her body was not her own Dee, Dee effectively made gypsy's body her piggy bank you know so gypsy had no control over her body until her mother was out of the picture so yeah, she thrived in prison. I believe that. Um, I I hope that she continues to thrive outside of it. Yeah, I think that she. I was going to say something similar. Also, the structure of it too, because like learning the life skills and also. I was actually listening to. The this podcast about her. I don't know. I keep saying I don't know. I don't know if it's cellmate. I have to look it up. But this woman, Amelia Bird, give me a second. I'm, I'm going to tell you what her status is. Because I looked, it's on Gypsy's Instagram. So she says, Amelia Bird, meet Amelia Bird. Her story is similar to mine and was featured on the podcast Wrongful Conviction with Maggie Freelang. Amelia was 16 when her then boyfriend murdered her mother. She was tricked into accepting a plea deal by the prosecutors and given a life sentence with no other um, evidence against her uh, other than her ex-boyfriend's testimony. She continues to mention her innocence and fight, maintain her innocence and fight for freedom. She is held at 
Chillicoff. I can't pronounce that. It's the same place that she's at, that Gypsy was at. Chillicoff. Chillicoff Correctional Center in Missouri. If you would like to write her, you can email her using Securus Technologies website or app. P.S. She she loves dogs, which is true. So her situation is is there are similarities. She was, you know, physically, mentally and sexually abused by her dad and her brother. And the mom was also abused, you know, psychologically, mentally, all kinds of ways. And so she was trapped in the situation. She told school counselors she was being abused. The, the counselors then told the parents and then she was remanded to this mental hospital. Like they, they gaslit her, right? And she got into drugs and it's it was sad because she was really, she was raised on a farm. So she was super into her horses and, and loved animals and all this stuff. And then the parents made her well the mom the mom was just horrifically abused and felt like she had no voice and so but the dad and the brother made her feel crazy so then she went um she started associating with like older older dudes and then her ex-boyfriend saw what was going on and she didn't have anything to do with it at all actually so the boyfriend she woke up in the middle of the night and the boyfriend killed the mom and not that the dad was injured but the dad survived so her mom died and her abuser lived which is so fucked up so, and and um then she had this public defender so then she got sentenced to uh two consecutive life sentences which apparently <laughs> was better than the death penalty, um, which I, I don't know, that's marginally better than dying, I guess. But it's so sad because she didn't actually do anything. She was completely a victim. And so there's petitions to get her out of prison. She's already served 17 years. So she's been in prison since she was 16. So yeah. fucked up. That's and so that's, wild. It is. It's crazy. And like I was listening to her her interview and she sounds like such a lovely person. And then in the in prison so this is getting back to the structure and, and like the opportunities she is a part of this program called champs it's um canine i have to look up what it stands for but it's it's a dog training program because she loved animals so much where she trains and rehabilitates dogs to be service animals and it's available to you know to prisoners that have have that dedication and work ethic and she's been doing this now since 2009 and she it changed her whole perspective and and it was so interesting because so first of all she loves working with the animals and then the other thing is she um was saying when she went to prison she was like wow at least i don't have to go back to that house which is wild right she's like i'd rather be in prison than be in this horrific environment I'm sure for a lot of inmates in prison, that is unfortunately the case that they'd rather be in there than back where they where they were, you know? Yeah, I think that's the case for Gypsy, too. But this CHAMPS program is so interesting. There was another program that was not about dogs, but it was like, it was something where it was this very regimented program that you could participate in to get an early release. Mm-hmm. I can't exactly, I'll have to look it up at some point, but the point is that there are re progressive and rehabilitative programs in prison that people can participate in. 
that will that do do help people i mean that the dog program sounds amazing so it, it, yes i agree yeah did you did you dolphin yeah i was dolphining hardcore so. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, not even gonna lie i was my my brain just like woo, 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 woo. <laughs> yep so i don't know i mean i i hope that and then is gypsy married or what's up with her relationship status I do not know. As far as I'm aware, I think she's probably been single. So who knows? We might find out more. I know that there's supposed to be um, a docu-series coming out where I think she's going to be giving interviews about her time in prison. So looking forward to watching that and learning more. That's going to be interesting. That's definitely interesting. I'm looking at her. So she's got her book. And then there's like clips from the docu-series. But she says... I love it. I love her post on Instagram where it says first selfie of freedom. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty great. I got a tangent for us if um you're ready to move on from Gypsy. And this tangent actually kind of circles back to Trader Joe's a little bit. Well, you know how I feel about Trader Joe's. So <laughs> go for it. <laughs> it's it's her magic words. Um <laughs> So I've decided, um, for those of you who follow me on Instagram, you might have noticed that I've started a journey into um, embracing hygge, which is spelled H-Y-G-G-E. It's a Danish term. Um, it, it doesn't have a direct English translation, but basically it means coziness and comfort. Um, and I really want to embrace that in my life so that I can kind of relax a little bit more and have less anxiety. And so uh, I was thinking throughout all of your Trader Joe's commercials early on, um, I was like, I think Trader Joe's is probably your Huga food, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. But actually, believe it or not, this is not the first time I've heard the word Huga. I interviewed someone on my podcast who talked about Huga, and I cannot for the life of me remember who it is. I'd have to look through all of my interviews. <laughs> but yeah, it's. It is not a directly translatable thing, but it it does. It it means like comfort or or something that brings you joy. Mm -hmm. Damn, that's gonna bother me, but I'll figure it out. Um, I wonder if the person was from another country. I don't know. You know, these things happen. But anyway, <laughs> Trader Joe's is my hygge. And actually, I got distracted because I looked at your Instagram. Distracted me? Can you imagine? <laughs> Um, what? I no. Crazy. <laughs> That's insane. Um, but I looked at your Instagram and I need to know about Gus Gus, please. Oh, Gus. That's one of my, so I, um, one of my three jobs, because yes, I have to have three jobs in order to survive independently in this economy. <laughs> yeah. One of my jobs is that I do animal check-ins for Rover. And so the holidays are always my busiest times. And currently today I've got two, three, five, six animal drop-ins today. They're all cats. And oh Gus, my God, that's a lot of animals. They're all cats. They're all pretty great. Um, Gus is a total sweetheart. Gus is cur currently on my Instagram and Gus definitely understands Huga because he just gets real nice and cozy whenever I'm over with him. I love him. But can you please, I can't believe you have not been spamming me with cat pictures. Like whenever you cats it, I'm going to need you to take a step back and send me like 
a million cat pictures. I mean, okay, all right. You're you're saying this now, but I have a feeling you're gonna regret this because I no. got literally a million nope. pictures nope. on my. Okay, all every, right. Every time challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. And every time there's a new cat, pulling out my phone now. Yep. Every time there's a new cat, you better be sending me pictures of them. <laughs> oh, you're gonna get new cats plus the five thousand other pictures I have from the last five years. Oh my god, amazing! I love Gus, and it, the reason I called him Gus Gus is because I did not see the period after Gus, so it, it looked like meet Gus Gus. On He's the Gus 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 Gus, but he looks he looks so alert and excited. <laughs> He he's a um yeah he's a two year old kitten he's a very excitable and very sweet I'm select I've selected like twenty pictures already to send you okay <laughs> also, also yeah he how does he feel about his collar I mean he seems fine I mean I don't he doesn't seem bothered some some cats don't like the bell um but like Sylvia so. For those of you who don't know all of my cats, I can name God. them. That should be like a quiz for people that listen to this. So my cats, Magic Joe, Hecate, Sylvia Plath, um, Mr. Cat, and and um, Chi. I almost doubled with Magic Joe. Anyway, Sylvia Plath has a collar with a bell on it. And I feel like because she's shy, she doesn't like it because it announces that she's coming and she's like, I want to be stealth. This is not cool. So she's not feeling it. However, I don't know if you were a cat, would you want to have a collar with a bell that announced you or would you want to not be known, not let it be known when you were coming? No collar, no collar. Absolutely. No, I don't like being I like being sneaky. I like people not knowing when I'm going to show up and I like being able to make a quiet exit. That is such a Pisces answer. I, <laughs> I'm so I'm so about that life. I'm so about that life. I forgot what I was going to say. I don't I don't want I don't know if I dolphin. I think I just like had too many thoughts and they is that dolphining potentially? That counts. I think it okay. counts as dolphining. If you want to seriously dolphin, you should check your phone. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh my god. <laughs> I was kind of dolphining there myself and sending you just a buttload of cat photos. <laughs> oh my god, wait, is that is the tabby who is in the drawer? Oh, honey, I've just sent you 20 photos. I have no idea who's who at this point. That, that, that's something we'll have to do off the, the podcast. <laughs> wait, wait, there's, a, there's a black cat in a drawer. That could be anyone, honestly. I'm sorry. Is that, uh, it, that's not Duke, is it? No, none of those are Duke. No, I think I sent one picture of Duke, and I think he's on my new laptop cover. So if you see a picture of a black cat on top of, like, yeah, uh, that, teal marble. That's I, Duke. No, I figured that was Duke. So you have? Do you you don't remember the last black cat you cats had for? Oh, honey, I'm taking care of five of them right now. Five of the cats I'm checking on today are black. I I I'm at the point now, and like people, I don't. I think it's an ADHD thing for me, but just like I'm at the point with the animals I take care of, where it's like I no longer remember their names or like their owners' pe 
faces. I remember the animal and I remember their surroundings, but I know very little else about it because I'm I just... Think, um, I think those cats are offended right now that you don't remember their names. They're like, they're going to text me later and be like, I can't believe she said that. Yeah, well, they can, get in, they can get in line behind the 667 students I have to deal with at work. They could get right in line. Do you know all the kids' names? Hell no. They're like, hey, I remember, I remember the names of the students that, like, drive me crazy that I hate. And I remember, yeah. like the handful of really sweet ones that I actually love, but no, there's 667 of them in the school. It's impossible for me to remember them all. Yeah. So what I would do when I subbed is I would learn everyone's name so that it, in the case where there was someone driving me crazy, I didn't have to be like, Hey, blue shirt, stop that. Like I could actually say their name. Yeah. Yeah. I have to, Oh God. Um, I think one of my new year's resolution is because like a lot of my anxiety and my stress at work comes from having to deal with the kids who are just like misbehaving and being a pain in my ass and just are like triggering, triggering my anxiety, you know? And so one of my goals is just to kind of like, let, just let them do with it, whatever the hell they're going to do. And hopefully there'll be natural consequences that they face. Like I'm not going to get involved. That makes sense. You know, I was just thinking back to the whole Trader Joe's situation with food. Did you know that overeating or or, you know, eating sweets or that sort of thing is a part of ADHD because you're craving the dopamine and it's like eating chocolate or like eating mm -hmm. these chips that I really like. It's mm -hmm. a quick, it's a quick dopamine fix. Did you know that? Yeah, absolutely. One of my go-tos is um, I've got a jar of peanut butter and I'll take a spoonful of peanut butter. That's my dopamine fix most of the time. And then, you know, late, usually late in the evenings because I'm a snacker and I, I, I'm also a stoner. So like I'll just I'm like a bear just like going into everything looking for whatever is like edible and tasty at that time. I could so eat like a jar of peanut butter like that is, is so oh easily i could pound a couple jars of peanut butter so easily i wouldn't feel good about it afterwards but i could do it yeah and what's funny is i wasn't raised on natural peanut butter but now like that's all i eat so eating like skippy or you know some shit like that like it tastes like candy oh man i am addicted to jiff creamy peanut butter that's my dopamine in a jar like i can't get enough of it i mean it is pretty rock star for a peanut butter like i feel like it's it's like i i'm trying to think of is it avril i mean i'm not sure i feel like i feel like jiff jiff peanut butter is like avril lavigne it's like the avril lavigne of peanut butters it's so good oh man it's so good with everything and yeah i just take a spoonful right out of the jar and eat it while watching tv that's like and i know some people think that's absolutely disgusting and yeah and i guess it kind of is but no regrets <laughs> Um, I think it's genius. Also, what you can do is you can, if you have like a chocolate bar, you can like melt the chocolate on top of the peanut butter and put it in the freezer. Oh, that's next level. And that's some, that's some shit right there. Right there. Oh, that's a game changer. Oh, yeah. here, here comes the diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. Oh, who was that? Who was that actor? It's like Will oh, it's Wilford, Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley. <laughs> yep, exactly. Do you ever, diabetes? 
do you ever forget see this this reminds me like my brain fog reminded me of this do you ever forget someone's name that you like worked with years ago or like an old classmate and then you're just like laying there at night trying trying to remember their name because <laughs> that happens to me all the time it's so okay it's so upsetting I, I I hate it so much because it bothers me because it makes me feel like my brain is failing. And I I'm currently having a bit of brain fog around a movie that I watched on TV many, many years ago. It was like a TV movie. I think it was on Disney Channel. And I, for the life of me, cannot find this movie or any evidence of this movie anywhere. I cannot remember the name of it. I sort of think I remember who might have been in it, but I've I've looked on their IMDb pages and I can't find evidence of this thing anywhere. And I'm starting to think that I'm gaslighting myself. You're not. So this is our mission, though. We got to find this movie. So what's the plot? Here's what <laughs> I think this is going to sound so convoluted. These are the details that I remember. I know it takes place in a national park. I'm pretty positive it's like Yellowstone because I think they talk about Old Faithful at one point. And it's these two guys. And I think they're on the run because they've done something wrong. And they're posing as camp counselors. And at this camp, um, the names of the counselors that they've taken are kind of um, androgynous names. So you find out later that it's actually two women that are supposed to be there that are the counselors. And these two guys are kind of put through it because they're not prepared to be camp counselors. Also, they were given special instructions that the counselors that they're pretending to be are apparently like vegan that eat like bugs and shit. <laughs> so like there's a scene where they're like horrified in the cafeteria because they don't want to eat anything that they're given. And I know that there are these bad guys. And I, I was pretty sure that one of the bad guys was played by Robert Eglund, who uh, played Freddy Krueger. But oh, yeah, I looked no, it up. You, you don't even have to go any further. I, I mean, in terms of Freddy Krueger, you said Robert, Robert Eglund. I was <laughs> Everybody knows who that is. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to find this now, but. It's so upsetting. I've tried every type of Google and IMDb search that I could think of. I'm like, movies about Old Faithful, movies about guys pretending to be vegan can counselors. You know, like I've tried every like permutation of this thing that I have in my head and I can see the scenes in my brain. Like I remember there, there at one point the two women counselors that they're posing as, um, you know, they're they they're having a hard time like getting to the camp. And at one point, they're like lost in the woods and end up stuck in a tree because I think they get chased by a bear. And so they're like eating pine cones or something. I don't know. It's just so campy and is stupid. It, is it Meet the Deedles? Meet the Deedles? I don't think so. Let me. That doesn't sound familiar. Hold on. Two surfers end up as Yellowstone Park Rangers and have to stop a former ranger who is out for revenge. Meet the Deedles. Hold on, I'm looking this up now. Oh my god, is this it? Oh my god, is this it? Oh. Is it, wait, did we find it? <laughs> hold on, hold on, I'm reading the plot line right now. Okay. Brothers discover a disgruntled former park ranger. Oh yeah, oh my god! And Robert Englund is... <gasps> The real Melody. That's the names. Oh my god, Sarah Vader, you just saved my life. I'm so excited. <laughs> I I am like the master of internet research. Um, I'm so excited. Yay! So we found it. 
Yes, I'm watching. I'm going to watch this tonight. Are you kidding? Because my boyfriend is ditching me to go hang out with his friends. So I'm going to have a a, a a Huga night. And I'm going to, you know what? In honor of you, Sarah Fader, I'm going to drive out to Trader Joe's. Yes. And, and we're, we're going to have a movie night. Yes, I'm going to watch it too. Okay, so that's our plan. We're, we're both watching Meet the Needles. And um, you should get the dark russet chips. I'm gonna send them a picture. I'm sending you a picture of them. They are like really exciting. I'm so I'm so happy right now because I was. <laughs> you don't you don't understand. I've been trying to figure out this movie for months now, and I couldn't remember. I thought that it was um the guy who played Ron Stoppable. Um, I forget the actor's name. Um, uh, he was also in Boy Meets World. Oh. Crap, we love oh, wait, him. Who does he play in Boy Meets World? Oh, is it the, is it Mingus? No, 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 Eric, his older brother. Oh, it's Eric. Um, oh my god. Oh, What's Will Friedel? Thank you. I thought that he was in this movie. So like I was like scouring his IMDb page. I could not figure it out. And then I was looking at Robert Eglin and I don't and I don't know how I managed to miss this Meet the Deedles. Probably because I'm looking at the poster and the poster looks like it's a couple of aliens, so I probably didn't think that it was the Yellowstone movie. Interesting. Very interesting. You okay. are the better half of me, Sarah Fader. No, I the, love you. So I love much. you too. You're the better half of me. Well, God, I love you. I'm so I'm so happy. Like I feel like a piece of my soul has been restored because I was gaslighting. So <laughs> I was gaslighting myself. I was like, this movie. I remember watching this movie on TV, but what the fuck was it called? No, that's the worst. All right. Well, with that, I have to take my 12-year-old Samara to Sam Ash. And um we will see you, we'll see y'all next week because actually next week we'll be meeting on the Sunday as we as we do and um it'll be the new year so it will be the new year and we've actually well we're we're kind of backed up because Joy's been very ADHD and hasn't posted an episode this week so we'll be posting um a holiday episode this week and then I was going to ask do we want to continue posting on Wednesdays or do we want to pick another day of the week I like Wednesday and also okay. we we should come up with some kind of like not acronym, but some went like a, a dub. What what do they call that? Where it's like, is it not on? It's not onomatopoeia, but like you know where it's like Water Wednesday or like you know what I mean? Like what is, is that? Oh, isn't that just an acronym? No, not acronym. Um, uh, hominin. No. Ah, oh, this is gonna bother me. Neil, what is it? I don't know what you're trying to. Some sort of alliteration. I don't. Is it alliteration? Alliteration. Yeah, it's alliteration. Hey Siri, what's an alliteration? Thank you, Neil. Alliteration is the repetition of syllable initial consonant sounds between nearby words or of syllable initial vowels if the syllables in question do not start with a consonant. Would you like to hear more? No, thank you, Siri. Love it. So, what kind of, yeah, that is an alliteration. Thank you, Neil and Siri. Um, all right, so what's a w so wednesday i'm just thinking of random w words wednesday wonderful wednesday wonderful wednesday um let's see wistful wednesday but we're not sad that's the thing whimsical wednesday whimsical well we're definitely we're full of whimsy we're full that's of whimsy. for sure whimsical wednesday 
Oh, whimsy Wednesday. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Well, I love you. I love you. Let's go watch Meet the Deedles. Hell yeah. I will text you while I'm watching it. And also, uh, you can subscribe to our podcast as you should. We welcome subscriptions. And what else? Follow us on Instagram at the Joy, Joy Pearson, at the Sarah Fader, at Tangential Friendship. We love you all. We hope you enjoyed this. Um, thank you for uh, welcoming us uh, in 2023. We look forward to uh, joining you for more shenanigans in 2024. 2024. All right. Peace out, Home Scout. I don't love you. Peace out, Home Scout, Cub Scout. Who knows? I like Home Scout. I don't know what it means, but I love you too. Let's do it. Peace out, Home Scout. Peace out, Home Scout. <laughs>